morning is, For no man liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. Romans 14.1 Him that is weak in the faith receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. For one believeth he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. And let not him that eateth not despise him that eateth, for God hath received him. Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be as holden up, for God is able to make him stand. One man esteemed one day above another. Another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day, regardeth it unto the Lord. And he that regardeth not the day, to the Lord he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not, to the Lord he eateth not, and giveth God thanks. For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For this end, Christ both died and rose, and revived, that he might be Lord both of the dead and living. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Why dost thou set it not thy brother? For he shall, for we all shall stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Let us not therefore judge one another any more, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block on occasion to fall in his brother's way. I know, and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus, that there is nothing unclean of itself. But to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. But if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest thou not charitably. Destroy not him with thy meat, for whom Christ died. Let not then your good be well spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that is in these things that serveth Christ... Pardon me. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after things which make for peace and things wherein one may edify another. For me, destroy not the work of God. All things are indeed are pure, but it is evil for that man who eateth with offense. It is good neither to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, nor anything whereby that brother stumbleth, or is offended, or is made weak. Hast thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that commit, condemneth not himself in the thing which he alloweth. And he that doubteth is damned of feet, because he eateth not of faith, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin. No man lives to himself, no man dies to himself. This passage of scripture there's some controversial things going on, whether they want to eat, whether they don't want to eat. Uh, um, and he's saying that in, in all of life, and probably especially in difficult circumstances, we need to realize that we are not an island. We just simply are not an island. Whatever we do is affecting somebody. They had tributes to Brother Glenn, and one of his grandsons said, If I was half a man of God that my grandpa was, I, I feel I'd be doing good. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, 
We're not an island. You know, but we have this natural inclination to be independent, self-sufficient. We want to be free. We want to do our own thing. That's a natural thing. That's what Samson was operating on. I can do what I want, and I'll get by. And it's nobody else's business. But what is freedom after all? First Peter 3, verse 10. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil, do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And who is he that will harm you if ye you be followers of that which is good? Freedom. Living. Real life. Enjoying. When my stepmom was diagnosed with cancer, she says, I had 88 good years. Why would I fight it? 88 good years. She said, Dennis, would you fight it? I said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. She said, why would, it, why would somebody pay so much money to stay out of heaven? At 88 years old. I said, I don't have a clue. Why would you? We have no regrets. I've said over the pulpit many times that I have the best stepmom in the world. And I got confronted after the church services. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I got the best stepmom in the world. This is the other person who's saying, I said, that is just fine. You can have the best stepmom in the world, and I can have the step, best stepmom in the world. Life is a sequence of thought and a sequence of action. How we think, that's how we'll behave. And it's impossible, it is absolutely impossible this morning, brothers and sisters, to live and act totally on our own. Anyone here this morning ever have a thought that nobody ever thought of before? Now, if you did, that would be a brilliant one. I would tell you that. What do I have, what do I possess this morning that hasn't come from another source? Now, we put those sources together in different ways, and we may focus on different avenues of, 
in different uh, fields of thought. All right. Now I heard of raising pigs, and I did one time, but I never made a major thing on it. I certainly I never sold pig equipment. All right. Uh, so I never majored. I don't know anything about it. And Ellis talks about these things about pigs that I have no clue what's going on. And so, and, but I can talk woodworking. <clears throat> See, if somebody refuses to listen to anybody else, uh, we call them a knucklehead, right? But even a knucklehead has to... Come to his conclusions based on somebody else's information that he gave him. If nothing else, that he's being a knucklehead against something. All right. Someone has said, Those of you who think you know it all are very annoying to those of us who do. And as much as the older brother and the prodigal son, you know, I can kind of sympathize with him at least in this point. It's very annoying to have a brother that thinks she knows it all. And he's going to, you know, he's going to take the dad's money and he's going to have his good time and it's all going to turn out. That would be annoying to me if my younger brother did that. You have to admit, I, I have to admit. Now that didn't justify his action. And say, I'm not going to go in, and I'm not going to party, and I'm not going to, you know, all this. That didn't justify it, but you have to admit that it's annoying. Prodigal son thought he knew it all, but the thing he found out is that there is no freedom away from the father. No. So we have to think about what we think about. Don't just take what the world says, hook, line, and sinker, and think that they know what they're talking about. Because thoughts and impressions come from two sources. They come from God and they come from Satan. And we're going to have to sort through all that. Turn with me to 1 John 4. And it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit. But try the spirits where they are of God, because many false prophets are going out into the world. Hereby we know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. This is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come. And even now is already in the world. But that shouldn't intimidate us. 
Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, he that knoweth God heareth us, and he that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby we know we have a spirit of truth and a spirit of error. So we have to try the spirits. We're in a spiritual battle. The spiritual battle is raging around us. We're thrown in the middle of it. And you can't be neutral. If we try to be neutral, for sure we're going to be captured by Satan. There's a battle for the mind. There's a battle for our hearts. And brothers and sisters, this morning we are what we think. You can't live right and think wrong. You can't live right and think wrong. Uh, I was on the advisory board back in the early 90s uh, of... of uh, uh, fresh start. And you get these men in here, they have all the answers, and they've gone down the road, and finally they hit dead end. But they come in there with these philosophies and these theories of how things are supposed to work. And one of the jobs they had there, and this is how they described it, one of the jobs is get the men to quit having stinking thinking. Their job was to stop the stinking thinking. When they, you know, these they come up and they say, "You've got to get rid of that theory. It is stinking thinking. That's why you're here." And so you've got to change in order to. You've got to change your thinking in order to live right. But we have our thoughts, and we have. But it's our job to compare them to God. If you turn with me to Proverbs 16. Verse 2. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. We're talking about living to ourselves or living for God and how it affects either other people. The ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. So in order to be a successful Christian, in order to be the person that God wants me to be, in order for me to be the influence God intends me as a Christian to be to those around me, then I need to continually compare my thoughts with the thoughts of God. Every single person, you, I, anyone, that will continually 
compare our thoughts with God's thoughts. And if we take the conclusion of that and apply it to our life, our life will be transformed. And it cannot help but impact the people around us. Now that's sometimes where it gets scary. Now if I really do everything that God wants me to do, how am I going to look in the eyes of other people? Am I afraid to be branded as a stick in the mud? You know, every single person that ever got on fire for God, got serious with God, is going to be branded as a stick in the mud by somebody. So we might as well get prepared for that. The Old Testament prophets, they made fun of them. They stoned them. They treated them like trash. They had a word from God. And Israel rejected them. Joseph. Ah! You dreamer, what are you coming out here for? Here comes that dreamer. We'll take care of him. David, what are you doing out here? You're supposed to be taking care of the sheep. Why are you coming out just to see what's going on? Trying to intimidate them. Trying to make fun of them. Were they intimidated? See, David had a vision. David had a commitment. He, he saw this giant praying around and he said, How can this be that this ungodly man defies the armies of the living God? And guess what? Did it affect the people around him? Not only affected Goliath, but it affected, affected the armies. It affected who ran and who pursued. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringeth forth fruit in the season. His leaf shall also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, 
nor sinners in a congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Affecting people. I work in construction. Out on the job for 18 years. It's interesting how an ungodly person puts godly people in the spot, and it's interesting how godly people put ungodly people in the spot. So it's lunchtime. And you bow your head for prayer to eat your lunch. You are forcing every single individual in your presence to make a decision. Every single person. Either they will be quiet and respect, or they will keep talking in disrespect. Every single person. See, there's no neutral, neutral ground. Either you respect or you don't respect. There's a decision. But their, put, their behavior made me make decisions. So a dirty joke's being told. Oh. Decision time. See, I can't. I don't have no neutral ground anymore. I'm either going to stand there and listen to it and laugh, or I'm not going to stand there and listen to it and not laugh. Somebody's slamming somebody else's character. Am I going to sit there and let them slam them, or am I going to say something in defense? No man lives to himself. It's not possible. Somebody, as our current generation says, is dissing somebody else. You know what dissing means? It's a short term for disrespect. All right? So somebody's dissing somebody else. What am I going to do? Somebody's not M-Y-O-B. You know what that means? M-Y-O-B? Mind your own business. Somebody else is not minding their own business. Am I going to get involved or am I not going to? Somebody's gossiping. Gossip is passing on information that you are neither part of the problem nor part of the solution. See, if I'm not part of the problem and I'm not part of the solution, then it's likely I shouldn't be passing it on. Be a garbage can. Just dump it in the garbage can. See, God weighs our actions. First Samuel 2, Hannah, 
1 Samuel 2, verse 1. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies, because I rejoice in thy salvation. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee, neither is there any rock like our God. Talk no more exceeding proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth, for the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. Hannah says, you can brag all day, but God is the one that's going to determine how big you are. God is going to be determined how big I am. I can brag all day. It don't make any difference. Don't make an iota of a difference because God weighs our actions, and he decides, <clears throat> pardon me, how big I am. So just how big am I in the eyes of God? How big are you in the eyes of God? getting very practical. It's difficult for Mary Sue and I to accept the fact that somebody else is big enough to do our job at the Maranatha Cleaning. See, we get the idea sometimes we're indispensable. But the truth of the matter is it will happen whether we're here or not. <coughs> See, Jesus said, if you want to be big, then you have to be little. Philippians 2 Verse 5, Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not rob robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, whereof God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name. Anything that characterized my stepmom was servanthood. Uh, beginning of this year, at 88 years old, she was at her sister's place cleaning her house. And I said, now wait a minute. But that's how she lived. She was a servant.
And as I listen to the boys, the grand, grandsons talk at Glenn's funeral, it's about servanthood. About installing dishwashers that took an hour but ministered to a customer for three additional hours. Now I thought about Sid says that Arnie's commitment to Christ in his teenage years, how that impacted his life for Jesus Christ as a younger brother. Am I willing to become small? Jesus spake unto the multitude and to his disciples, saying, This is Matthew 23. The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore, whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne, and lay them on men's shoulders, and they themselves will not move them with one finger. But all the works they do, for to be seen of men, they make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments. They love the uppermost seat. Rooms at feasts and chief seats in the synagogues and greetings in the markets and be called of men, Rabbi, Rabbi. But be not called Rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Neither call ye, be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. But he that is greatest among you, let him be your servant. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Brothers and sisters, this morning, when we attempt to live for ourselves, we begin to dry up. It's a dying process while we live. We just shrivel up. But when we die to self and live for others, our life becomes enlarged. And it takes on meaning. And we learn what really it is to live. Jesus said, He that findeth his life shall lose it. He that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. It is discovery time. You know, we can live for ourselves. We can reject. We have the privilege of rejecting God. We have the privilege of living a selfish life. We, can, we have a privilege of doing everything that we want to do. And think that we're living to ourselves, when in reality we aren't. But one thing for sure, we will not die to ourselves. Rich fool 
Oh, he thought he's living for himself. I got all these barns. I just big bigger barns and bigger barns and bigger barns, and then I'll talk to my soul and 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 you know we'll just have this great time. And God says, "Rich fool, it's impossible to die to yourself." Tonight, something's going to be required of you. And then, who's going to own the barns? And then, who's going to own the wheat? And then, who's going to own all the crops? They'll read the will. They'll split the goods. And you are going to be left with nothing. Someday, today, it was my mother's turn. Someday it's going to be your turn. Someday it's going to be my turn. Someday they'll read your a bit. Unless the Lord returns. The question isn't if. The question is when. When I die, I'm going to be judged. And not only am I going to be judged by God, I'm going to be judged by others. And that judgment will be a judgment on the way I live, the way I thought, and the way I behave. But not only that, I will be judged with what I did with Jesus Christ. And everyone around me, up to the point I die, will be affected by that decision. And everybody around me, the day I die, will be affected by that decision. It is impossible for me to live to myself. It is impossible for me to die to myself. And what I did with that decision, what I did with Jesus Christ, my entire future at that point is hinged on that decision. If I'm a born-again Christian and I live for God, my future is secure. Sunday morning after Arnie passed away, we got together back here in the little room and I told Warren and I told Dwight, I have no suicidal tendencies, alright? Get that straight. But I half envy the man. 
I have NVM. Because it's secure. It's done. It's over. The work is done. The commitment has carried him through. Cleansed by the blood of Jesus, welcomed by God. Wow, what a day. Today's tough for me, but I can tell you what, it's not tough for my mom. That's why it says in our text, For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, or whether we die. Pardon me. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Or whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For this end, Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. Praise God this morning. <laughs>